Before we start the podcast, a quick reminder, our WQA Mid-Year Leadership Conference is fast approaching, September 13th through the 15th, 2022, in Lake Tahoe, California. Join us and be a voice for the future of the water treatment industry. Go to wqa.org MYLC to learn more and get signed up. This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. The goal is saying, okay, I want to come to work in, in the morning because I enjoy where I go to work and I like the people I work with. And that has been a a major focus of ours over the last almost four years now. That's Mike Herman, CEO of Culligan Ultra Pure in Owatonna, Minnesota, talking about the focus on core values and its impact on company culture. And welcome to WQA Radio, where we bring you news and insights about the water treatment industry and promote better water quality around the world. This is episode number 281, and if you're a first-time listener or new to the industry, welcome. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss a show. That's the magic of podcasting, of course. And be sure to share the podcast with someone on your team or a friend. We are publishing this on August 24th of 2022. Find us at wqa.org and on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. In this episode, we'll feature a conversation with Mike Herman, who runs a multi-location Culligan dealer network. Mike discusses current business challenges, company values, and the new WQA business operations report and why he believes it provides exceptional value to WQA dealer members. Later, we'll have our Motivational Minute and WQA tip. Now on to Mike Herman on WQA Radio. And our guest in this week's podcast is Mike Herman the CEO of Culligan Ultra Pure in Owatonna, Minnesota, about an hour south of the Twin Cities. Uh, Right, Mike? Yes, sir. Good morning, Wes. Hey, thanks for joining us, Mike. Tell us a little bit about yourself and the company. Well, I'm actually a native of of Minnesota, grew up even more west of here out in the country. And uh, back in the day after high school, I went and joined the military for 21 years spent there and Actually, in 2006, moved back to Minnesota and joined uh, Culligan Ultra Pure as a COO and then the CEO. So I've been in with uh, Culligan Ultra Pure now for just over 16 years. Quite a transition. How did you make that transition into water treatment? Well, you know, Wes, it was purely by accident. I was actually living down in Florida, and a gentleman by the name of Dan Dreesen, who was one of the family members of the owners of the company, he was the CEO at the time, and somehow out of the blue, he got a copy of my resume and called me and said, how would you like to move back to Minnesota? And the rest is history. I love it. Uh, those are always great stories uh, where you, you, your path is going in one direction and somebody suddenly comes upon it and, and, you know, and offers you something or provides you an opportunity. That's great. Um, what are you? Not only in people's minds, 
you know, you see government programs that are focusing on water treatment and providing uh, good drinking water to families and businesses. It's a it's an exciting time to be in our industry. It really is. And and so far this year, have you noticed any trends or uh, certain challenges that have come your way? You know, I think, you know, there's a little uncertainty right now with the way, you know, the in coming out of COVID and now going into inflation, there's, you know, there's reservations out there, of course, and caution. But I think the biggest challenge that I know that we face as a company and in talking to a lot of our partners in the industry and other industries, the biggest challenge that any of us face right now is our um, hiring and recruiting and staffing of our businesses right now. And that's still the case. I mean, uh, I've, you know, we hear kind of rumors if you're paying attention to the business uh, news cycle these days, you're hearing about, you know, will there be a recession or perhaps are we in a recession or, you know, will there be a soft landing? Um, those kinds of uh, comments are, are, are out there and, and the discussion is, uh, is quite extensive. Um, what are you seeing in that regard? You know, I'm not sure about whether we'll go into a recession. I don't think our challenge with the inflation is over yet, but our challenge with finding people to, to bring into the business and hiring hasn't changed. And I'll give you a great example of that. Even in a small community such as I live in, in Oatana, we have 2,600 open jobs in a, in a city that only has 25,000 people in it. And that's just what we encounter in, in various markets that we're in also. There's plenty of jobs available, just not enough people to fill them right now. Yeah. And, and how are you responding to that? Any Have you have you discovered that, uh, you know, that silver bullet uh, of what you can do to attract the right people to work for you? You know, Wes, uh, probably three to four years ago, we kind of embarked on a, on a, on a journey. We call it our leadership journey and a, and a culture journey. And the plan and the goal was to more or less change our culture and create a culture where, um, not that we didn't have it, but to really focus on it. A lot of times, you know, as a business leader, you're focused on the metrics of the business. Over the last three to four years, just as much as a business metric that we might be focused on is growing our culture and our, you know, our culture and building it on four core values so that the goal is saying, okay, I want to come to work in, in the morning because I enjoy where I go to work and I like the people I work with. And that has been a, f a major focus of ours over the last almost four years now. You mentioned four core values. Do you mind sharing those with us? Sure. Um, we're, our purpose statement, we have a purpose statement, and uh, but our core values that focus around that that we really focus on is be better. How do we be better each day, not only with our customer, but how do we personally be better each day? Be courageous. You know, stand for, you know, what's right and move forward and, and be willing to take those chances. Cultivate trust, you know, with the people that, you know, we serve in the communities and our our customers, but also with each other and our teams, and then create camaraderie. Let's let's create camaraderie amongst ourselves. Oh, those are fantastic, Mike. That's great. I can imagine um, that's 
resonating quite well with uh, your existing team and then potentially with others as well as you share that with them. And, and you kind of have to cast that vision, don't you, as you uh, as you talk to possible recruits? Oh, yes. Uh, we actually make it part of our uh, recruiting process. Our, our interview questions even lead down the path to say, will this person fit into our teams? That's exciting. Um, so as you look at these things, you mentioned metrics, and actually that's a great transition into really the main reason that we wanted to have you on the podcast was to talk about the WQA Business Operations Report, and that is a member benefit that's available to members. It's uh, for dealers um, such as yourself, and you can enter your business data into the uh, report. It's just your own data that's being entered. And then you can compare yourself to the rest of the industry. Now, again, this is not something WQA sees or we we handle any of the information. It's all done by a third party, but it's the business operations report as a member benefit. And we wanted to get your thoughts about how it's been going so far. So uh, why don't you why don't you just let us uh, know what you think of it? You know, I think it's a tremendous tool. And uh, uh, from the very beginning, that has been something that, you know, I've looked for um, in our industry. You know, it's very hard to say, okay, how are we doing compared to others in our profession? Because that wasn't a, there wasn't a common way to look at that in the past. And we enter, each of my general managers that are out there, so we got 24 different locations enter into that business operations report, as do all these other dealers around the country. And it is a great tool, you know, like say uh, anywhere from measuring, you know, what is our what is our average overtime? What is our EBITDA at the end of the month? Uh, what is our, are we paying the right amount of money for a service technician in a major metropolitan area or in a out in the country it is a great tool to compare and see what others are doing and see where you fit as far as what percentile are you in within that within our professional business yes and as i understand it the uh, geographical locations also are points of uh, comparison as well correct absolutely and that's that's been a big help for us you know being in other locations you know, to compare, you know, like we are in Austin, Texas. Okay, let me compare to somebody else that's in that metro area. Okay, are we doing the right thing to be competitive in that area? It's a great tool. Uh, excellent. And and have you uh, seen any particular insights that have stood out and you've said, wow, I didn't know that, you know, that kind of reaction? You know, it has. Uh, uh, we have looked at it and actually in a couple of areas we actually focused on doing a wage and benefit survey because we did see, you know, maybe weren't, we weren't competitive enough in certain areas. So it actually forced us as a company to take another look at our wage and benefits and how we bring that to our workforce. So yes, it's been very beneficial. Any real surprises perhaps that you also uh, found when you compared yourself against uh, your, uh, against your peers? You know, I, uh, not a, not huge surprises, you know, in finding some of the areas like, um, you know, one of them that was kind of a surprise for us is is the, the uh, POUs and bottle-free coolers in certain areas, that there is a, 
a large market for that. And, you know, we weren't as focused on that as we should be. And there was a lot of successful folks out there that were bringing those out to customers. So, you know, that's kind of put another focus within the company for us. Right, right. Again, we're talking about the business operations report. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mike has uh, been using it with his company and all of their locations. Again, different locations around the country. And again, you can compare yourself using the, we call it the biz ops uh, report for (laughs) short, the business operations report, member benefit for WQA dealers. And so, Mike, let me just kind of, you know, throw out sort of the softball question. What could other members gain if they also participate, if they're, for whatever reason, holding back? You know, regardless of the size of dealer you are, um, knowing and getting information that will help you uh, know your markets better and where to focus, this is a tool that is available to members that is not available anywhere else in our industry. It is a great tool for no matter what size of uh dealer you are in, in in our organization great and if you uh the listener need more information just go to wqa.org slash biz uh to to learn more and uh and get signed up and and mike as i understand it yes it does take some time but it is not that time consuming correct no you know it takes maybe 15 minutes to enter the information you do that every you know every so often uh, it's a very easy process. Okay. Hey, I wanted to wrap up, Mike, uh, our conversation here by talking about our upcoming WQA Mid-Year Leadership Conference. I understand you'll be joining us in uh, awesome uh, Lake Tahoe, California. Uh, tell us about why you feel it's valuable. You know, the, uh, the Mid-Year Leadership uh, Group and getting together with others in our industry um, is just a great place to meet others, share ideas, bounce ideas off others in our industry, as well as learning a lot of new things. There's always some takeaway, some professional piece of knowledge that you take away from sitting in the, the forums there and, and discussing things with other leaders that are there. It's a great place to get together and learn new things. Yes, and this year is going to be even more interactive with more discussions and more opportunities to share ideas. And so I think this fits right into what with what you just said. Yep, I'm excited about going. Looking forward to it. It's only about a, about a month away now. Right. Hey, uh, Mike, this is great. And uh, oh, let me just say uh, also for anybody interested, there is still time to register. WQA.org slash MYLC. The MYLC, of course, standing for Mid-Year Leadership Conference. Go over there to the website and uh, get signed up right away. Again, still time to go. Uh, Mike, thank you for joining us on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Appreciate your insights. Also, uh, the um, the lessons that you're learning, and, and, and thanks for sharing those values as well. I think that was inspirational, and I hope that other dealers, other companies are thinking about it from um, their own respective cultures and how they can boost the culture at their respective facility. So thank you very much. Thank you, Wes, and I'll see you in a few weeks in uh, Tahoe. Terrific. Thanks, Mike. And now our Motivational Minute. 
developing your staff. See them as more than just a job title. It is easy to become very transactional with staff, isn't it? This person has a certain job description and they do certain activities and perform certain tasks. And we don't think maybe too much more about it than that. But what if we take more interest in our staff, who they are and what they do and where they want to go in life? What can we do to build them up and move them along in their journey? It's a wonderful opportunity, isn't it? It's another great example of how capitalism helps everybody. Instead of just looking at the job description, look at the person. Look at how you can help them flourish and excel. And not only do they excel, but so does your business. And that's our Motivational Minute. And now our WQA tip. If you have not yet registered for the WQA Mid-Year Leadership Conference, there's still time to register. It's coming up September 13th through the 15th in beautiful Lake Tahoe, California. The ideal setting to interact with colleagues in the industry in this year's Reimagine Conference. Our goal is to create professional relationships that build momentum toward innovation and change, resulting in better business and better water quality. By attending, you can help advance the water treatment industry. Everyone's welcome to attend. Come prepared to share your insights, challenges, and successes so others can benefit. Learn more at wqa.org slash m-y-l-c and invite a coworker or colleague to join us. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at wqa.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed, so long from WQA Radio.